two weeks in a row, I guess that makes it a series. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second edition of our Essence of Azeroth uh, short-form news series, uh, Rested XP. I'm your host and podcast creator, Will Harrison, here to talk about all things related to World of Warcraft news in the past week, of which we actually have a lot like and it's lore focused focused how often does that happen the script writers uh really cooked for me this week i i guess because we're gonna talk about uh some things that may pertain to 11.0 aka the next expansion which is pretty exciting unless you don't like dwarves if you don't like dwarves then you may not be excited as has been a little bit of the reaction to this news in the social media circles but i think for the most part um it's interesting but as with all things that news isn't necessarily a set in stone no pun intended but we're gonna take a look at that and figure out what's going on and i'm gonna keep drinking my coffee and attempting to wake up because late night last night um, I watched wrestling and there was an AEW pay-per-view last night that went super late and then I also for some reason watched the press scrum with the the wrestlers on social media afterwards like a lunatic because that's when you know you're too, uh, too in too deep when you're watching um, real people talk in character about the fake fights they had but you know what that's fine. I love it. It's great. It's one of the dumb things I love about pro wrestling. It is its insistency to sticking to the script. It's it's almost like a lore podcast. It's it's strange like that. <laughs> um, a show update, uh, because that's just the way these things go. Still working on the next episode, uh, hoping to have an update this week. I ran into an issue uh, with with recording actually uh, well, I won't get into the, the boring details of it but I, I think I'm going to have to rethink um, some part of the script but that's fine these things happen all in due process and that's why we're here and that's why we're doing this it's the start of October the spooky season is here and I th think the Halloween event starts what on the 18th in game I might have that wrong I was I'm basing that off of what I thought I saw um, on the new Traders uh, Tinder slash Traders post stuff that just launched uh, yesterday. So if you haven't started that grind, go and do that. Um, and we might as well start off the, the news there uh, that the Traders post has updated for October. And in addition to being able to buy an Elemental Infernal, mount as one of the potential options in the store there's also a lot of transmog options in the store this month um or at least it seemed like there were way more like smaller pieces and that includes finally the medivh cloak and hood uh that was long data mined earlier in the year because i wrote a a news brief about it and i remember this uh, has finally appeared it's in two separate like chunks but i think it'll cost you 200 tender total so keep that in mind for any of your spending proliquities proliquities there we go words words are hard when you don't have coffee good thing i've got coffee hold please 
Uh, a coffee. Um, options in the traders post. Uh, if you want to start working towards getting your 1000 points in to get the overall prize for October, congrats. It is a flyable uh, witch's broom mount, a permanent one. You don't need to use an item to, to basically transmog it like you have in the past uh, with the Halloween event. So start working towards that. There are also some really strange, like singular class-based transmog pieces. I'm especially fascinated by the Death Knight uh, Nerubian armor because it looks like they combined like a BDSM gimp mask with like a spider aesthetic. And I'm not sure if I like it, but I think I love it. <laughs> and you'll know what I mean if you go look at it in the shop. Um, I sat for a real long time last night with my uh, Minari Eridar Draenei Death Knight that I just created, who of course I named Jaraxxus because why wouldn't I? Uh, shouts to Karazhan. And I thought long and hard about getting this um, this transmog. Because it, 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 I think it was 500. I might have that wrong. The prices are nebulous, but the fact of the matter is that it was a very dumb looking transmog, but dumb in, you know, a way that I think uh, truly represents World of Warcraft. So I, I may still end up buying that. I did use uh, the majority of my tenders this time on that cold mount, uh, that infernal mount, because I I didn't have anything from the infernal family um, in my mount collection, which on the bummer side, it doesn't fly. So much like the crusty crawler, keep that in mind. Um, and good luck getting some of these uh, like small adventures quests done. There's some silly ones uh, this month including getting 100 points for using Slash Cackle at a Forsaken player, which is pretty funny, but also as an Alliance player, I haven't come across a single Forsaken, or at least this character that I've been playing recently. My, uh, my Death Knight is Alliance, so it just hasn't happened. Um, related, we do have a short list, thanks to Wowhead, of the easiest trading post tasks, tasks to complete in the Traveler's Log to get your Eve's Ghastly Rider broomstick mount, which is very cool. It's got a uh, lantern on the end. It's white. It goes along with the uh, witch's hat that is in the shop. Um, easiest October trading post challenges. They list 400 points just from basically doing dream searches, which if you have a max level character, that's great. You can do that. Uh, 50 points for completing three waking dreams, 100 points for de defeating 10 rare elites, and the rest made up from Collector and Dream Surge. Uh, 300 points from World Quest, 300 points from Brewfest, which is somehow still going on. Uh, 250 points, this one's important, 250 points with the Darkmoon Fair. Darkmoon Fair is running this week, so if you want to get these knocked out of the way and you just want to get it done on the first week, enjoy your ride. 50 points. Um, complete the quest. It's hammer time. 50 points. Speak to a restless spirit. Uh, wear a fish head to the dungeons. That one's very funny. I didn't, I didn't know about that one. I want to wear a fish head. It lasts in your bag for 24 hours and lasts for one hour after you put one. Task requires completing a dungeon on LFG. Random time walking dungeons do count. Oh, I was wrong. Uh, cackling at a forsaken player only gives you 50 points, not 100. That's unfortunate. 
there's also a bunch of Cataclysm, or not Cataclysm, Mists of Pandaria-related uh, tasks, including going and tending your farm. Don't you remember your farm in Mists of Pandaria in Half Hill? Maybe you should go back there. Um, I'm sorry, that, that land has been repossessed, and the kid from Stardew Valley has taken it over. It's very unfortunate, but they'll be better off. In other news, as we move along and as we continue to talk about um, WoW Hardcore, which a thing I kind of dropped off on, but I've been fascinating, fascinated with uh, hearing about the raid progression going on uh, on the Hardcore servers, especially as it appears that there's going to be some kind of WoW Classic announcement at BlizzCon. I am genuinely curious to see if they are going to do Cataclysm Classic, because Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just me, but I don't know who, if anybody, like, is jazzed enough for Cataclysm to be like, yes, finally, Cataclysm Classic. Like, I like Cataclysm. Um, it's an interesting expansion. I liked the raid content. But if you're a classic player, does that scratch the itch or is cla our classic players just in a sunk cost fallacy right now where it's like hey I'm, I'm here I'm not playing retail I just want to keep going I actually think that the way to go and this has been rumored ever since the launch of, of classic is that this is going to eventually lead to original classic content like a, a new expansion that isn't based on anything old, but is designed in the aesthetics and the trappings of old, which I have no proof to that. And there's plenty of fake rumors uh, if you subscribe to that idea. I think it would be doable, but it also brings up the question of cost versus gains when WoW Classic is a thing you just get for free for subscribing to WoW. Are there enough players to sustain a new expansion? Do they want to bolster those numbers? Are they trying to convert people into being WoW Classic players? I really don't know. Uh, the strategy for it and I, the expectations of what they want out of Classic uh, are both kind of up in the air, but they also just seem to be experimenting with it. Uh, much like these uh, Gamma Protocol dungeons that are going to be in Wrath Classic coming here or maybe it's already out i'm i'm out of the loop i did my time in wrath classic i got a character to max level and i did uh nax 25 runs and got my death knight fully equipped and by that point i bounced because i was just like look i did i did old war 20 years ago i don't need to do it again <laughs> I, that was my first main tanking experience was on a frost death knight in old war 10 um and yeah I, I don't need a, i don't need to experience that again like it was fun but i was at a different point in my life i was in college i, I had very little money i had very little free time because i was in school and trying to graduate and playing wow which those two things usually don't go together i did it i don't need to do it again but hey uh, related if blizzard wants to make original content for classic i'm all in like, that sounds fine. I'm curious as to what direction they would go, um, or if it would just be like alternate timeline. It's still the story of Cataclysm, but we're doing it more like 
the first two expansions and less like, hey, we're trying to evolve retail to hit as many people as possible. Because Cataclysm was an interesting time period for WoW. And that may be a, a podcast episode in the future, just talking about where the game was at, because you could argue there's an argument to be made whether Burning Crusade or Lich King was the height of the game. But I think everybody can agree that Cataclysm was kind of when that started to slide downward, at least from being like the mainstream hot thing. And they did a lot of interesting things in that time period. There were a lot of quality of life changes that were really important. And I'm not just talking about making flying available in Old World. There were just so many other smaller things that happened. That was also the first item squ uh, level squish, I believe. Or maybe that was uh, a level change. I'm old. I can't keep track of these things. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Regardless, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do, and we're going to know, because BlizzCon is a month from now, literally. We will know more information soon. And speaking of information soon, our big story for the day, and something I wrote about over at esports.gg, where I am an editor, um, news coming out that we may have information on the next expansion, and oops, all dwarves? Maybe. Um... The news kicks off with a Reddit post from late last week of somebody discovering brand new achievement IDs in the in the game's files through data mining. And this is related to a listing for a new heroic edition mount. And for those of you that are wondering what that is, um, the heroic editions are usually the premium um DLC slash expansion editions, the one that comes in the nice box and comes with a pet and a mount and some stuff and some game time, that thing. In the past, it's included the Tangled Dreamweaver, uh, the Dread Raven mount, um, the Wrath of the Lich King premium edition came with a mouse pad and the Frosty, uh, the Frostwelp, I think it's, yeah, Frostwelp pet. And... This achievement listing seems to point in the direction of that, because one of the listings is for Heroic Edition Algarian Stormrider. Now, related to that, like, affix of Storm, there is also a pet called Squally, um, as in the word Squall, as in talking about a storm. So that seems to point in a direction that they are at least prepping for 11.0, a.k.a. the next expansion. But what is an Algarian Storm Rider? We do have a little bit of lore info because of recent updates to dwarf lore via in-game readable documents from the new version of Uldamon. Uh, and I will read a little bit of it here. I think I, I mentioned this on our Discord for Essence of Azeroth. 
which you can get access to by subscribing over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Essence of Azeroth. Ching! Um, I got lost in my, my hot plug and I forgot what I was talking about. Right, in-game lore. Um, these books started appearing after the spring patch in Oldeman. Um, around and I think there's like four or five and they are entries from the Titanforged Watchers as missives to Tyr and I think Loken. So it, it they're kind of like memos. <laughs> like if we're we're talking about that, like if the the Watchers are middle management reporting to the Titans, um, then this, this is just like a status update. Um, and specifically, one of them gives us a hint as to what Algarian is. And I will just read this one uh, report in relation to uh, some earthen that were sent on a mission to go investigate an area, an area of Azeroth. One particular be bleh. One particularly notable variant can be found in the earthen contingent dispatched to investigate the fissure detected in sector AR-938. For further details, search records related to geological anomalies. Yet while their behaviors, language, and demeanor show many similarities, for example, assigning sector AR-938 the colloquial name Kaz Algar, physiologically, the two groups remain distinct. And what this is in relation to is that the Titan Watchers sent a group of Stoneforged Earthen to investigate this area, and whoopsie, they settled the area and still came down with the Curse of the Flesh. And as we know, Curse of the Flesh is related to the infection of the Old Gods, um, poisoning the Titanforged facilities and causing the Earthen whether it was the, the gnomes or the mogu or the trogs or anybody else to lose their immortality and become all squishy and fleshy. According to this, these earthen that were dispatched to the fissure in the earth that was known as Kaz Algar uh, also came down with the curse of the flesh. And there's a couple important things here. One is the naming convention. Kaz is a very common naming convention in dwarven areas. You can look at Kazmodan, um, Kazmoro. If you look around the dwarven areas around Ironforge, you see Kaz a lot. And Algar and Algarian give us a couple of more, uh, a couple more connections to see that maybe that's something that is going to be appearing. Uh, there, there is some extrapolation to that you can read around at your uh, at your own behest. Uh, most of it coming from the fact that we might be like that leak um, that I've talked about before about hey pirate expansion coming may not have been fully wrong because the idea here might be that uh, this is a storm centric expansion and that we're looking at a number of uh, proto dwarves that have developed uh, storm powers because it's dwarves did develop as shamans and we have seen a couple examples in the world mostly from battle of azeroth of dwarves who are specifically storm shamans so that is i think in and of itself pretty interesting um 
I guess it really just depends on what direction the game is going. Um, and this could be a complete deviation from what we've been doing currently in Dragonflight, or it could be a continuation of it, considering that if we're talking about the Curse of the Flesh and we're talking about the Old Gods, that might mean we're still talking about the Void. And going back to what we talked about last week, it still could very much be a case of some kind of combination of the Titans and the Old Gods and the Fell, because we still have that box that is kind of up in the air, even as we are about to take a a Druid of the Flame-based deviation in regards to content and... What do you know? There's a world tree and somebody's trying to burn it. Where have I heard this story before? <laughs> it's just kind of constant. Am I right? Um, so take with that what you will and expect to hear more information at BlizzCon because Blizzard needs a win. So I would not be surprised to see even more information. At least something. Um, because it's that time of the year. And one last thing before we go, I started talking about uh, a classic and then got distracted. But two interesting pieces of raid news from the classic hardcore servers is that we got our world first kills on classic hardcore of both Nefarian and Cthune. Um, the first with Cthune was a North American guild uh, HC Elite, which managed to down Cthun on their first try and actually did lose two players, which is interesting because this is the first report from one of these big guilds we've seen that have gotten a world first where they lost somebody. And in this case, it appears they were both disconnects, which, boy, isn't that just like the absolute worst way to potentially lose a character that you've been like grinding on for weeks and got raid ready and what's worse yet is that it appears to be one of the main tanks. Uh, it was a main tank and it was a healer. Like, feels real bad. But on the flip side, incredibly impressive, uh, especially with Cthun, a fight that, as we have detailed in the past on our Cth on our uh, Cthun episode, um, that fight back in the day was a little tricky and very buggy. So. The fact that somebody like a group of 40 players were able to clear it with only two deaths on the first try, just spectacular. Also impressive is the Nefarian kill uh, from, let's see here, the uh, NA Guild Frontier getting a kill on Nefarian and not losing anybody. And this is especially impressive because if you don't know the fight, uh, everybody in the raid has to have an Anixia scale cloak because it has an equipability that protects the wearer from being fully engulfed by Shadow Flame, which basically keeps you from getting one hit killed during his Shadow Flame attack. And in order to make this, you need numerous Anixia kills, because you need Anixia scales. It was a, a whole long grind. Um, and they didn't lose anybody. So that's just really impressive. I don't really have anything to add to that. Uh, you can go back and watch the VODs of it if you're really interested. Um, congrats to them. That's just really cool. And I would have loved to have seen it, but my classic character died at level 17 because I drowned. So, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe I'm not as good at WoW as I thought. 
And that's going to do it for your news this week. Uh, We will keep you up to date on our next episode covering the Forsaken as we go and as we march towards BlizzCon here in four weeks. And I'm sure we're going to get more and more information coming out of that as we go. And I'm keeping an eye on it both from a professional standpoint, but because I need my virtual ticket because I need my free goodies (laughs) as everyone else does. So until then, have yourself a good week. Follow and subscribe to the podcast if you already haven't, and we'll see you next time. Take care.